We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 173. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Brief Relief episode. And you're probably wondering, wait a minute, I'm missing a voice. I'm Shiro. Okay, well, yeah, it's a good try, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, we have uh, Sheriff's not with us this week. Uh, uh, what Garen normally babysits, right? While you yeah. you and Sheriff are here, well, Garen is at camp, right? Yep, he went he left for camp this morning. Nice with all his friends, so they're at the Lake of the Ozarks. Nice. Well, so well that means there's no buddy to watch the kids. So Sheriff's right. going to do that. So it's just just the guys tonight, and. Uh, who knows? It could go off the rails. Who knows? Who knows? Probably. <laughs> well, first thing, uh, lots has happened since we recorded last. Uh, happy Father's Day. Yeah, it was Father's Day. It, it sure was. I spent a lot of it at work, but I came home and had a nice meal. We actually door dashed. Cracker Barrel had some fried chicken delivered to the house. Oh, nice. And it was nice. It was nice to not have to come home and cook and... Uh, Spent some time playing games with the kids in the backyard, so we had some fun. Oh, cool. Now, Shara was off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Nice. And she probably went to the pool and got all nice and tanned. And... They go to the pool twice a day. Really? Didn't, <laughs> not today. No. Well, they go. yeah, we'll get to that but, in a minute. But... <laughs> yeah, they, they end for hours at a time. So, yeah. Wow. It's okay. summer. It's what you're supposed to do, right? That's what you're supposed to do. And speaking of summer, it's also astronomical summer we had that you know what? i was going to write the time down i for totally it was forgot. around 10 34 last night something like that last night yeah it was oh, a night time yeah. okay well i you know that makes sense because it uh it it was kind of a day early i mean generally it's around june 21st but this year it was june 20th uh so late at night that makes sense so we got that i hope everybody was out if you like hugging your trees or whatever you do for the the solstice. Well, I mean, there's nothing like the first day of summer when your high is in the 70s. You know, I mean, we oh, yesterday was the f- actually first day, but it was after 10 o'clock. So this is the actual daylight after the first day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, today is the actual and day. And it wasn't, I mean, it it rained and rained and rained this morning. I was at work and uh, uh, we had some lightning Early on, it woke me up at 6 a.m., so I posted on the site and said, "Ah, oh, there's nothing severe, but there was a lot of lightning with the first line that came through. Wow. So uh, I figure I better post because it's going to wake other people up. Not Rando because he sleeps through everything. No, I slept through everything. <laughs> you know, however, however, this is kind of funny. Um, I do remember lightning must have struck really close to the house because yeah. all of a sudden it was like, boom, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. And so I kind of woke up, was like, oh, it's thundering. And of course, in my typical fashion, I rolled over and uh, 
you know, went back to sleep. But that's I silly. tried. I was gonna do that because you had posted, yeah, this is gonna happen come daybreak. It's gonna rain. It's yeah. Gonna get... And I thought, this is too much lightning for me not to post. <laughs> I no, I'm glad po- you did. And since I'm awake, since it woke me up, I'm gonna go ahead and post. <laughs> now wait, now you also said that we like earlier there were some severe. Yeah, I mean, well, I was asleep for that. It was up to our north and west. Wasn't really counting on that. I mean, we knew these these were going to have a little teeth to them, but well, I didn't we think... were placed under a marginal overnight. Yeah. Well, you mean up north, like Springfieldish? Yeah, well, this was like in Bolivar area and places like okay. that. Okay, yeah, where they happen. But um, I was asleep, but you know. We still posted it, right? We did. All right. That's what we do. We're we're posting. And, I uh, post in my sleep all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Ambien. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> like me, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting older. I mean, I know I'm getting older, but you know, normally if I hear thunder, man, bam, I'm awake. Yeah. And for some reason, I heard that thunder this morning. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I just rolled over. Yeah. Which is wild. But uh, that is. Let, 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 let's back up. Last week was hot. It was so hot you melted to the pavement. Hot. That was. I went to Whitewater and just about burnt the bottoms of my feet off. That, you texted me. It's like, yeah. Well, well, we're not supposed to have temperatures in the 90s yet. I mean, they were in the upper 90s. Yeah. The heat index well into the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> So we've already had our heat advisory, you know, in June. So we did. Ha- I mean, I was I was waiting for it. I mean, now you you don't have to have a heat advisory, no, if it's hot. But if you but we had some humidity coming in, and that's that what made was it the worst. Oh, it's just oppressive. It really felt like the middle to end of July. Oh uh, yeah, because our average high right now is the middle eighties, and that would that would feel nice actually. That'd feel great right now. And and white water. I mean, I, I went out to play disc golf the other day and it's like, I went early. I called my buddy Phil and I said, Hey, you know, let's it's like ten o'clock in the morning. He's like, Let's go now. He's like, Okay. And his air conditioner's not working in his car. Mm. <laughs> well, he said it's kind of working. And uh, he doesn't live he just lives just outside of Branson. And he said, Okay, I'll meet you there. And uh by eleven o'clock, mm, we were kind of done. You know, I was like yeah, I'm getting kind of sweaty, and I mean, it's it's. I don't mind sweaty, but that oppressive because the dew was on the grass, and then mm-hmm. now the sun was coming and evaporating, so it was getting really humid. When your there. body does not have the ability to cool itself, that's when you're miserable. Exactly, and this I've always said this when I when I teach uh, little workshops and stuff. How do you know, you know, without just being unable to breathe? what the humidity level is outside. Well, there's one way to do it, which I always say, if you are in a pool and swimming around and you get out of the pool and suddenly you feel cold and you're kind of shivery and your goosebumps or whatever, that is a sign of a dry atmosphere because what's happening is when you get out of the pool, the water is evaporating and that's how a lot of cooling processes work like some air conditioners you know not saying like with freon and stuff but the the cooling aspect will evaporate that water therefore cool your 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 skin Mm -hmm. now if it is a humid atmosphere when you get out of that pool that water is going to stay there 
<laughs> you know, and uh, uh, that's a great way to to know. Okay, it, do we have a humid atmosphere? Do we have a dry atmosphere? How is this going to affect? So we like the dry atmosphere because that keeps the the uh, heat index down, keeps the dew point down, and there you go. There's my little uh, mini weather school for the A block up there. Yeah, we had 90s and 90s and 90s, and all of a sudden, like we were just talking about, it's like that cold front came through. We saw it coming. Uh, bam. And today, I went to Springfield. I think we got to 72 degrees, and there was a brisk north wind. It was almost chilly after being, you know, after being in 90s for so long. It was crazy. Well, the rain was nice this morning. Oh, Yeah. And then and just the entire day was great. I mean, we deserved it after what we've had. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we remember we had all that rain there before the heat. Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot all about that by the time it got so oppressive. <laughs> and and we're, we we needed to cool down. Whether, exactly. Whether it was 67 or 85 anything would have been a cool down but yeah but uh i'm glad we got it and 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 the, and the rain only lasted a day we're, we're gonna have a nice day tomorrow so mm-hmm. Do, didn't we get like two-thirds of an inch or something on our weather station it, it wasn't an inch uh, almost three quarters I think. About, about three quarters yeah and that was nice and you know what it was overnight so that was nice but a little breezy but uh it was like you said. It's very welcome coming in from the north. Not really windy, but man, point seven seven inch, oh, inches. right there, right yeah. three quarters. Yeah, I mean, you just stand outside. I mean, then the sun came out. Now the forecast was saying showers were going to continue until like three or four o'clock. Well, yeah. the showers left what at noon? Or- yeah, I mean, they that main line sunk down into Arkansas, and then we had you know some light rain kind of pushing east, and it, and it just kind of evaporated and it was gone and. The sun came out uh, a little bit, you know, and then it was filtered throughout the afternoon. Uh, temperatures felt great. No humidity. Oh, the humidity. And that's going to make a fantastic Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I mean, of course, we're recording this on Monday night. Uh, yeah, tomorrow is supposed to be fantastic. I will be out playing disc golf tomorrow. Uh, you're going to you probably take I, the kids to Silver City or something. I, I'm going to either, I would like to go out floating. Oh, that'd be nice. I haven't done that in a while. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do something with the kids. We just got the little ones home right now. So, cause oh, that's right. Camp and stuff, oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Grayson's Grayson's not here? or He is, but he works all day. So Oh, so you're, okay. Well, good. You got the kayaks. I do. You know, shove, shove I got little... extras. <laughs> That's true. Shove... I can kayak right next to Empire Park, and you can throw some oh. disc off right from the kayak. Dude, we should do that. You. And then we you should do a video or something. You should video me. Yeah, that would be good. Throwing, and then I'll video you kayaking. That would be fun. Oh, let's plan it. Okay. All right. So we got we got a plan. All right, so thank. I'm sure everybody else is bored listening to this, but yeah, okay. Corey and I have plans for for tomorrow, um, <laughs> but the big thing is, it's going to be really, really nice tomorrow. A little bit warmer on Wednesday, and then the heat returns on Thursday. But of course, but I think we're now going to get in this pattern that's going to be up and down because Thursday and Friday look. You know, like back in the 90s, but then another front comes in. So we could be in this, you know, it's not going to be 90s forever now. I have a confession. Uh-oh. I've been so busy at work. And uh, I get on last night. 
and saw the graphic that you posted that was first day of summer. Like, huh? Who knew? <laughs> I didn't even. I thought it was you know the twenty first. I just assumed it was the twenty first. I didn't know. <laughs> so I looked it up. Yep, it came ten thirty four that night. Last night. So. That's what. See, I knew the day. You knew the time at that point. Yeah. But still, you're in a cave. So yeah. what's the temperature in there? Like sixty eight or something? No, it's like fifty eight. No way, really? Yeah. So I can't complain too much, but when you come out, that's when the ah, yeah. humidity hits you. <laughs> that's when the 90 degrees are there. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh. So, okay. So tell me about the, does it go, I need to go out there sometime. Does it go down? I mean, does it go way down on the ground or does it just go in? Well, you have two types of cave, a horizontal cave and a vertical cave. Okay. Horizontal cave, you're going to find a lot of your uh, Native American artifacts and animals. You know that cave they found up in Springfield not too long ago? They found all the, the, uh, Ice Age, uh, like bears and all kinds. It was about 10 to 12 years ago. I don't think I remember that. Uh, river cut, uh, yeah, they were doing some construction and stumbled upon a cave. You need to Google that. It's really oh cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway, those caves are horizontal where they're, you know, not, they don't go too far underground. Marvel Cave is a vertical cave. It goes from top to bottom down to 550 feet. Oh, so it goes way down then. Okay. No. That's five stories. No yeah. Native American uh, artifacts was ever found in that because once you fall in, you're falling in way deep. <laughs> 300 gosh. foot drop right from the sinkhole, you know. The more you know. The more you know. I, You know what? I'm just looking at that River Cut Cave. Is that what it's called? Uh, river something. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Well, wait a minute. River Bluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River that's, Bluff that's Cave. Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Y- y'all need to Google that. Yeah. River Bluff Cave. Now you can't. They don't tell you exactly where it is because they don't want anybody disturbing okay. it. Shh. Okay. So. Don't. But okay. yeah, I mean you can read about. It. They, okay, they, they, they do read. have a visitor center though. You yeah, can go yeah. and look at it. And there's a nice Wikipedia page. I mean, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, uh, they just stumbled upon it, and you know when they found it? 9/11, 2001. No. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now that's some history for you. I'm 97% sure about that. Wait a minute. It was unveiled accidentally on September 11, 2001, when engineers were blasting on a new road. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, I got Hang on. There you go. Awesome. Okay, I got to give you a little bit of that. I'm sure it was a good distraction for that day, because they went in there and they found some stuff that they never thought they would ever see. Wow. And they were very well preserved for... I mean, it hasn't not been disturbed since the Ice Age. Yeah. It says, but it says here, okay, I'm not going to read the whole thing because you all can read it, but uh, part of it says the cave is not open to the public, but mm-hmm. it is the world's second cave to be wired for virtual tours. Interesting. I didn't so know So you can virtual tour that. the River Bluff Cave Field House opened in 2009 with exhibits of fossils from River Bluff Cave and from around the world. Now, the, 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 the first sentence in, in Wikipedia is really fascinating. It says, the River Bluff Cave is a paleontological site discovered in the United States near Springfield, Missouri. There you go. Yep. So, yeah. So, River Bluff, one word, cave. I would highly suggest looking at that. That's pretty cool. Now, there's a cave in Taney County that's actually a scientific lab now, underground. Oh, no. really? And, uh, yeah, and, and I kind of know where that one is. It's called Tumbling Creek Cave, and it's over, you know where Pro Tem is? It's way over there. Oh, okay. On the other side of the county. There's a species uh, yeah. of, of uh, Ozark's uh, blind cave fish. That is only found 
in that cave and maybe another cave in Taney County. Wow. And you can't find it anywhere else in the world. It's only there. Correct. You know. Tumbling Creek Cave. Tumbling. Yes. I'm not going not gonna to look that up. Y'all can it's look really that up. It's really cool. But, you know, we're going to have, we need to have lots of people come and visit Branson and Springfield. Yeah. Southwest Missouri has some, a bunch of cool stuff in oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many caves that haven't even been discovered yet. I mean, there's just tons oh, of Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. We, well, you know, and they, yeah, they're just going to keep doing that. And if you go to Silver Dollar City, go to the cave. Now, yep. wh- what, is, what cave is it in Silver Dollar City? Marvel Cave. Marvel Cave. And Corey will more than likely be your tour guide. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, there's a little bit of history. Uh, okay, where did we get to? I'm looking at the... Yeah, I make these outlines and they're kind of disjointed, but I'm <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, we, okay. Well, so now we're going to get back in the nineties and then another cold front's coming through. So I, we, we talked about that. So anyway, instead of me babbling, let's get to the next segment. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. Got some tropics to talk about. A little. Yeah. Okay. You know, last week. I was thinking, okay, I, I was half right last week <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was, because we were talking, I remember talking about this. This this is a little storm that was down just west, south or southwest of the Yucatan Peninsula that was going to come up. And I said, I really don't think it's going to amount to much meaning, meaning, let me explain, that it wasn't going to become like a big hurricane or anything. Yeah, we weren't expecting that. No, but what happened, and now correct me if I'm wrong, because I've I've kind of been following this, but not much. It was just a depression until it got right in, it land, right? You know? (laughs) It's like weird. Here's how I understand it, and it's odd. Okay. It actually hit land and then became a tropical storm. Yeah, okay. That made sense. That's so weird. Yes. Yeah, because I it was just going up, and you could see it on land. And Claudette, we're talking about tropical depression, Claudette, and it went basically on land, and suddenly it was tropical storm, Claudette. Yep. But I mean, it was minimal. You got a it's forty five mile an hour sustained, so that I mean that was they're minimal. just big rainmakers, basically huge rainmaker. And we did talk about that last week. I mean, you know, even though it doesn't have to be. You know, a wind event, but these tropical no, systems no. have got tons of Anything rain. you have something that says tropical, that means moisture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what we want coming up north, yeah. going up Mississippi. Well, actually, Every time we get something to go up, I look at the <laughs> projection and the cone. And I the, know. <laughs> why is it going that way? It needs to go that way, you know? Corey and me are both like, okay, we're going to get some out of this. Are we, you know? <laughs> but no, th- this one we knew was not going to come. But it did inundate pretty much all of the southeastern United States. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it went up the, uh, I mean, now it didn't stay a tropical storm very long. Uh, of course, you know, once hurricanes or tropical systems get on land, they generally weaken, except this wind. Uh, but it diminished to tropical depression. Uh, then it all of a sudden, it it trapes through, what is it, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and then kind of went out. Uh, and the GFS tagged this. I said this last week. You can go listen to last week's episode. GFS tagged this thing going off of the North Carolina coast and back out in the water, and it restrengthened. 
Yep. It's back to Tropical Storm. Claudette, I checked this evening. It is It's strengthened uh, maximum sustained winds of 45 mile an hour. Now, what's happening is uh, this thing, now that it's it's caught up in, in, I'm not sure what kind of jet stream or whatever, but it is trucking. It is going northeast away from land. Yeah, they take off pretty fast when they get going. Oh, yeah. Like 29, 30 mile an hour, which for a tropical storm. They end up like in another country, like Nova Scotia I, or somewhere. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that because right now it is uh, 280 miles southwest of Nantucket, Massachusetts, or it was like 600 miles southeast. Wait a minute. This is south. Uh, South Southwest. That's what the thing said. South Southwest. It of should be South South what? Nantucket, Massachusetts. Okay. I thought it was South Southeast. I swear. I looked at the National Hurricane Center and yeah, wrote it down. It could be. I don't know. But anyway, but but uh, Nova Scotia. It talked about you know mm-hmm. uh, trage- uh, triangulation from Nova Scotia. But yeah, this thing is just out. It's just going and going. Um, but then I looked at the Pacific and, you know, we've had some things bubble, what we call the yellow X's. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing out there right now. Calm down. Uh, yeah, but, uh, don't think we're out of the woods. I mean, we are, we've just entered hurricane season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So now we have B in the Pacific, right? We've had B. We had B. Yeah. I don't think we've had a C in the Pacific. I don't think am i wrong we'll check i don't think we have yeah we thought maybe we were gonna get one but we didn't yeah one was kind of flirting there and then and then we just had the a and then the b in the atlantic and now we've had the c and we are technically we'll say technically three weeks in three weeks into hurricane season and we've got a c so I think they are correct in saying we're going to have yet another active season. I don't know. You got anything else to add on the tropics on there? No, I think you got it. I mean, okay, we're we're watching them and yeah. I mean, I don't see we're anything getting, else. We're out getting there. to that prime time in July, and you know it's almost July. So yeah, and those sea surface temperatures they are rising sure. up. They are. Okay, well, it's time to get to the weather school. This week's weather school is about the Climate Prediction Center and uh, their role in trying to forecast what's going to happen in the summer, what's going to happen in the fall, all their models and stuff like that. I'm going to say a really quick disclaimer. I think I had a cold when I recorded this last time. I'm going to have to re-record it. Was it really just a cold? I think it was just a cold. (laughs) Yeah. No. When I recorded it, no, it was nothing. So Anyway, so let's uh, get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. The Climate Prediction Center outlook is for a warmer than average winter. I guess we won't see any snow. Or will we? The Climate Prediction Center, or CPC, 
is a United States federal agency that is one of the national centers for environmental prediction, which are a part of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Weather Service. The CPC is headquartered in College Park, Maryland. Its roots trace back to the late 18th century, with the United States Army Signal Corps taking over responsibility of the climate program in the late 19th century. Once it became part of the United States Weather Bureau, it was known as the Weather Bureau Climate and Crop Services. From 1957 through 1966, the United States Weather Bureau's Office of Climatology, located in Washington, D.C., and then Suitland, Maryland, published the Mariner's Weather Log publication. Late in the 20th century, it was known as the Climate Analysis Center for a time before evolving into the Climate Prediction Center in 1995. The CPC issues climate forecasts valid for weeks and months in advance. The roots of modern climate prediction can be traced to the late 18th century. One of the nation's first applied climatologists was Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. A century later, the federal government assigned to the Army Signal Corps the mission to define the climate of the regions of the country being opened for farming. In 1890, the United States Department of Agriculture created the Weather Bureau Climate and Crops Services, which began publishing the Weather and Crops Weekly Bulletin, which the CPC, in conjunction with the USDA, still publishes today. The records of the Climate Division span from 1883 to 1961. For a time during the 1960s, the Weather Bureau's Office of Climatology was located in Suitland, Maryland. In 1970, various federal weather and climate functions were consolidated into the National Weather Service and placed in a new agency called the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. In the 1980s, the National Weather Service established the Climate Prediction Center, known at the time as the Climate Analysis Center. The CPC is best known for its United States climate forecasts based on El Nino and La Nina conditions in the tropical Pacific. The CPC's products are operational predictions of climate variability, real-time monitoring of global climate, and attribution of the origins of major climate anomalies. The products cover timescales from a week to seasons and cover the land, ocean, and the atmosphere extending into the stratosphere. These climate services are available for users in the government, the public and private industry, both in this country and abroad. Applications include the mitigation of weather-related natural disasters and uses for social and economic good in agriculture, energy, transportation, water resources, and health. Continual product improvements are supported through diagnostic research, increasing the use of models and interactions with user groups. Some specific products include 
the three-month temperature and precipitation outlooks and discussions, the one-month temperature and precipitation outlooks and discussions, the six to 10-day and eight to 14-day products, which include temperature and precipitation anomaly, excessive heat outlook, and maximum heat index prediction. They also have a three-month probability of exceedance in temperature, precipitation, heating, and cooling degree days. They also cover the hurricane season outlook for the Atlantic and Pacific basins, along with the U.S. drought outlooks and discussions. They even provide international support for weekly hazards in Afghan, Africa, Central America, and Haiti. The CPC is linked to the National Climate Data Center, which was previously known as the National Weather Records Center in Asheville, North Carolina, and was the world's largest active archive of weather data. Starting as a tabulation unit in New Orleans, Louisiana, in 1934, the climate records were transferred to Asheville in 1951, becoming named the National Weather Records Center. It was later renamed the National Climate Data Center, with relocation occurring in 1993. In 2015, it was merged with the National Geophysical Data Center and the National Oceanic Data Center into the National Centers for Environmental Information. NOAA issues a yearly report called the State of the Climate. The report appears as a supplement to a summer issue of the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, which is a publication of the American Meteorological Society. The State of the Climate Report, known until 2001 as the Climate Assessment, is an international effort. The State of the Climate Report for 2017 was recorded as the third warmest year on record. 2017 was the warmest non-El Nino year in the instrumental record. There are three categories the CPC uses to forecast temperature and precipitation. Above, below, and equal chances. The above and below categories are divided into three subcategories, which are slightly, moderately, and well above. The CPC's outlooks can be misunderstood. What you need to know is that their products are based on large-scale averages for the forecast time period. For example, an above-average temperature prediction for January only means that the average temperature for the month is forecasted to be above the monthly average. There will be cold blasts and warming periods throughout the month, but the average is expected to be above normal. One can assume that since the overall average temperature forecast is predicted to be above average, that the likelihood of snow would be reduced. However, a quick-hitting major Arctic blast meeting up with a high precipitation system could indeed dump a lot of snow in your area. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather!
And there is one of the branches of the NOAA umbrella. We haven't played the whole NOAA. Um, I made a weather school about NOAA of all of the branches, and there's things there's things I didn't, couldn't even cover because I don't know of all the stuff they they do. But it's quite an arm of the government, and that's under the. Uh, what what department the, the department of commerce commerce yeah commerce which is weird yeah i mean it's but like really but it's not weird because you know you have i'll i'll give you an example because i have a friend who i used to work with who is a meteorologist and now he's a meteorologist for a large corporation you may have heard of it called walmart oh and they determine their logistics by what is happening Weather-wise, you'd be surprised how how they plan around the weather, just getting their trucks where they need to be. Oh, yeah. So it all, you know, affects commerce. Okay, that makes total sense, right. especially in the winter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, summer. Wow. And I bet they get paid. Lots he would be of a good interview. Too. We ought to ought to call that guy and see if he would interview it over the phone. He lives down in Bentonville now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, he works Can for Walmart. He's a yeah. meteorologist for Walmart. Oh, that's I am so open for anything like right. that. That's awesome. Well, it's time for in other news and something I wanted to share. Our buddy Stuart Langer, who lives in North Pole, Alaska, uh, that's what thirteen miles east of Fairbanks, basically. He sent us a graphic uh, for the summer solstice. Now, summer solstice is typically the longest day of the year. Uh, so in, I, I don't know what it is around this neck of the woods. It's like 14 hours or something. Corey can look that up. But in Alaska, in above the Arctic Circle, you've got some different timings when it comes to the longest day of the year. So I wanted, he sent us a graphic from the Fairbanks uh, National Weather Service, and I wanted to share that with you. Uh, if I can read some of these things. <laughs> um, uh Denali, D-E-N-A-L-I, HQ, I guess that's headquarters. Their sunrise is 3.33 a.m. Their sunset is 12.22 a.m., which means their daylight is 20 hours and 49 minutes. Cool, huh? My question is, does the twilight ever go away? Like at 1.30 a.m.? Are you still going to see light on the horizon? I'm sure. That would be a Stuart question. Well, message Stuart while I read yeah. it. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no idea. Because we don't, we know sunrise is when that sun actually breaks the and horizon. And, you know, we always talk about every year in the winter when it's completely dark outside, we rarely talk about how bright it is during the summer. Exactly. It's just a weird place. I would like to experience it someday. Uh, I would, too. I mean, uh, they said that uh, in Fairbanks, the summer solstice will occur at 7.32 p.m. Alaskan Daylight Time. Now, he sent this the other day, or yesterday, but... Okay, check this out. This is get, this gets even better. Nome. Nome, Alaska. N-O-M-E. Sunrise, 4.19 a.m. Sunset, 1.49 a.m. Their daylight is 21 hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Fairbanks, which was where uh, Stewart lives, or close to it, sunrise is two 
12.59 a.m. So 3 a.m., that sun's coming up. <clears throat> sun set at 12.48 a.m. So that means 21 hours, 49 minutes. Okay. My favorite city, which I've talked about many times, that used to be Barrow. Yeah. Utkiagvik. Utkiagvik. We talk about that often. Yes. Sunrise is May 10th. Sunset is August 2nd. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Now, now, as a Stormdar drone enthusiast, I wouldn't care for that too much because I would get one sunset in however many months that is. Yeah, May 10th, I like to May, do the June, sunset. July. So it's two, two, <clears throat> excuse me, basically two and two-thirds months, like two, two months and about three weeks. Is continuous. Does that sunshine. affect the vegetation? I mean, the vegetation has know. to be different up there. I don't know because it has know, to. Because if you got when I grow sunlight, my tomatoes, and they want six hours of sunlight. They want six hours, right? But your tomatoes are sunlight. That's like sunlight, right? Now, when we're talking Utkiadvik over there, yeah, the you're sun not a is direct like there, sun, right? You're not a direct sun ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Isn't that wild? Uh, I mean, now, now Ukiadvik, which is Barrow, which is the northernmost part of uh, Alaska, yeah, uh, May 10th to August 2nd. Now, there's one that's not quite that, but it's uh, Kotzebue, K-O-T-Z-E-B-U-E. Their sunrise is June 2nd, and sunset is July 10th. So they've only got like five weeks of continuous sunlight, but Ukiadvik. So I'm from Oklahoma, which is different than Alaska. Uh, quite a bit, actually. Well, but in some ways. <laughs> one of our favorite Oklahomans, uh-huh. who probably would have went on to be president someday, his name was Will Rogers, Oh yeah, died in a plane crash in Barrow, Barrow Alaska. And we had a mural in my school, which was Will Rogers Junior High, and it showed the discovery of the plane crash, and it was... Eskimos, basically, that found that plane crash. So up there, they actually had Eskimos and igloos back in the day. Oh, wow. Because you're way up there. That's way up there. Oh, that, yeah, you're way up. So, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's just, it's another world to me. I would like to explore it even now. You know, it's just, I love exploring other places. We should go up there, like, now. It's just weird that Not it's... Not in February. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it would be totally different than what we're used to here but it it would feel like another country to me but we're still in america you know it's just weird yeah i mean i mean we can go to louisiana we can go to new york we can go to oregon and there's different weather patterns going on but going to northern alaska that's like something totally different you know they have summer but i can't say they're gonna have the humidity that we have no, they have. Agreed, yeah. But, but they do have ocean right under Alaska. Yeah. But it's not like that Gulf moisture coming up, but we're used to. God, there's tons. I hope Stuart is listening to this because there's tons of questions I want to ask Stuart. Yeah. You know, do you have humidity? How's the vegetation? Are you writing this down? No. I am not either. But, but they have to have different types of vegetation up there. For sure. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Because they have a totally different, it's like the frozen tundra at, in the winter. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because certain. You're, you're dark for six months, basically. Yeah. You're hibernating. <laughs> so. That is but so But it's crazy. beautiful up there. 
You know, and I, I have, uh, I had, still have actually a friend who does, uh, was MD for some cruise lines up there, and they said the Alaskan cruise is spectacular. I've heard that. My in-laws have been. Really? Yeah. I, I said, I don't like it when, you know, the the seas get rough and stuff and, you know, seasick and blah, blah, and this kind of the boat goes like that. He goes, he goes, no. He said, up there in the Bay of Alaska, it's actually, if you go at the right time, it's very calm. And, mm-hmm. and he's, he said, all of the glaciers are like, got mm-hmm. this blue hue to it. I was like, yeah, they take you right up next to them. Yeah. And you can just go outside and watch it. And But oh, I've been on so it. many cruises. If I'm on a cruise, I'm already in Caribbean mode. Yeah, you know? you're in Southern mode. Right. <laughs> you're ready. You're ready to go. I'm not in put a wool coat mode on, you know. But yeah. That's what you have to do up there sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're going for an Alaskan cruise, you know, that right. gets you to be there. But anyway, I thought that was interesting for Fairbake. So, yeah. okay, Corey, you got anything? Uh, on... Uh, this week in weather history, uh, two tornadoes hit the Chicago area. Ooh, okay. And EF zero, and one that reached 140 miles an hour damaged 28 homes uninhabitable. Oh my God! Sent eight people to the hospital. Uh, winds. The National Weather Service is confirming consistent with an EF three tornado. This happened last night. No way. Way. You oh hadn't mentioned God. that to me, so I didn't think you heard about it. No, huh? I didn't. Two tornadoes hit Chicago last night. Uh, the uh, Actually, it was the suburbs. Naperville. Okay. Winds uh, up to f- 140 miles per hour. Uh, EF3. Uh, well, 11 p.m. last night. And they're still out surveying all the damage. Uh, people God. are in the hospital. They had wow. all kinds of video from it. Uh, but it was dark, so it was hard to get a good picture of the tornado. But it was they they put out a, a tornado warning that was a particularly d- dangerous situation. And uh, a warning. A PBS it was large warning. and confirmed on the ground. Oh, man. Right south of the main part of Chicago. How did I miss that? I'm not sure. That is so weird. Eleven ten p.m. Well, and that's kind of an odd time for a massive tornado to strike it anywhere. Is. It is, and especially Chicago. Were they? What were they under a? They were under a slight yeah, last night. I think. Uh, I think they upped it? it to enhanced. Okay. I did see enhanced. They they were popping enhanced all over the place. But they had numerous tornado watches and severe thunderstorm watches out, and they still do as of tonight on the East Coast. It's crazy. Wow. But they've got all the, uh, you know, Wag Cross out, and, you know, it's basically like Joplin was, you know, in that area. Uh, 100, home, 100 families are homeless tonight. They had a similar tornado hit six years ago in 2015. This is the largest since then. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of late in the season, but, you know, they're up north, but still. I was going to say Chicago area? Chicago. That's wild. Yeah, that's pretty far north. I mean, we all know that tornadoes can strike pretty much anywhere at any time. But, man, it's poor Chicago people. Well, n- where would you say not not that nor or that subdivision? Naperville. Na- Naperville. Wow. Multiple injuries and uh, structural collapses. 100 th- and 100, 130 damage reports came in from the suburb of 147,000. 
22 homes there were deemed uninhabitable. So I've got to go back on radar scope history because I don't know yeah, we can how do that. I missed that. We can do that. I think I was watching disc golf last night. Well, I mean, the, the weather here was, was fine. So usually when it's fine around here, I don't really pay much attention to it. But that's, that's notable. There were no fatalities, though. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, this week in weather history. Then I was going to say, it was last night. Well, I know that that's what you threw me. It's like yeah, weather exactly. history is like what? It's like tornado and you said last night like what? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, it's big news. Those poor people. I know. In the state to our east, our neighbors to the east. The tornado warning lasted until 11:45 p.m. By at 11:09 debris was visible on radar. That's okay. how they knew they All had right. a debris signature. 20,000 feet high. Wow. Yeah. And and we all can get that if you have radar scope or a radar that's able to pick what's uh, do the correlation coefficient right. mode. You can see that. The tornado was of unusual intensity for a QLCS. Mm, oh, yeah. Okay. So I... I, I Part of our listeners probably don't know what a QLCS they is. They form rapidly, sometimes yeah. too quickly to trigger warnings. Yeah, yeah. QLCS stands for quasi-linear convective system, mm -hmm. and that means basically a line. And it's stuff that Corey and I both talk, where I talk about a front-line spinner. And which, they're usually smaller. Yeah, usually they don't. EF1 or below. Yeah, they pop quick. Uh, they drop. They're like, like you said, EF0, EF1, and then they, they lift within a minute or two. So... This, yeah, if this was like an EF3, that's really strange for a QLCS, like a line. Wow, that's more of a like a supercellular type of thing. Yeah. Holy crap, man. Yeah. Poor people. But but nobody, you know, they, they sent eight people to the hospital, which is good in my opinion. Uh, yeah, nobody with died. An e, with an EF3 type tornado. No, yeah, nobody died. So that's the... the, the we we did the thing there. So okay, got something else. You yeah, like these M and M's, don't we you? We got a uh, <laughs> a drought going on in the St. Louis area. Moderate drought, and another one. Oh, in really? North Central Missouri, just a small area, but the area gets larger every week. Yeah, I now we had this stretch of the. Hot mm -hmm. and, and dry weather, but yeah, I you know I wouldn't think now around now. There's nothing in Southwest Missouri. Nothing correct? in the southern portion of Missouri. Okay, we really want to keep that down. I'm going to have to make a make a drop for drought. But we're about to that time of year. If yeah, we don't have a consistent rainfall. And we've looked, and we've looked about the. Uh, 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 my mind went three different places at once. Uh, this, this weekend, I mean, we've got we had this this big dry spell and then we had the rain last night then we're going to have a couple more days but then some more rain so that's why i'm thinking probably we're going to keep that rain um going so we probably won't have that drought um i just saw remembered something i needed to correct on uh back in the tropics uh <laughs> we were talking a while ago about maybe a b or a c in the pacific mm -hmm. i did some research during the weather school we actually have had Dolores. Dolores? D. D. 
And uh, uh, I, I had no clue. Again, this this is so weird for, for us to miss that. Uh, looking on Wikipedia, I mean, I thought, okay, this is weird. But apparently, uh, let me see, Dolores formed, where was I reading that? Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, uh, okay. So it says Dolores developed from a lower pressure system off the, the formed offshore, the state of, oh, I know how to pronounce that. It's O-A-X-A-C-A, and I, I, I know how to pronounce it, but I can't remember right now. On June 16th, so to this, the, the, the 21st, Oaxaca. so five days ago, huh? It's like Oaxaca. Oaxaca, yeah, it's like something like that. It said the depression quickly strengthened to a tropical storm six hours later. As it gradually approached the coast, Dolores steadily intensified despite its proximity to land. So apparently it was really close to land, and it just power, which we, we call them bombs, and we were seeing that more and more and more. It said it reached peak intensity on 15Z on June 19th, so 15 minus 5 is 10, so 10 a.m., on June 19th, which was two days ago, maximum sustained winds of 70 miles an hour. So, which is four miles an hour away from a hurricane. Yeah, I mean that. That's I think the closest we've had to a hurricane yet this year. Uh, uh, I said just below hurricane, but shortly afterwards, Dor- Dolores made landfall north of Punta San Telmo, Mexico, near the Colima. But I don't know how to do it. It, it, it rapidly sense. weakened, yeah, and then moved inland. So bam! So this thing bombed, moved on shore, and then just went away. I have a confession when okay. it comes to tropical storms. Okay, what's that? I don't pay as much attention to the Pacific as I do the Atlantic because Pacific, we're never gonna see that here. Right, Atlantic. There's always a chance. There's a four percent chance that. Gonna come up and give us some rain. You oh know? yeah! Oh totally. Yes. So we uh, we're already up to C on and C and an ND over in the Pacific. Yeah, right? surprise, surprise. So I mean, you, last year we had all that that sand come through uh, from the Saharan Desert. Oh yeah, I, I haven't heard, heard much about it this year. I mean, I got all my uh, my sand contacts over in uh, eh. over in uh, the Saharan Desert, <laughs> and they say. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't speak Saharan, but <laughs> I think uh, I haven't heard too much about that this year. Oh. Uh-uh. So it, it, it does happen every year, and it does squash the uh, tropical development for a while at least. And it happened last year, too, although we had all those oh, yeah. record number of storms. But we did have a, 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 a in late June, July last year where we had nothing. But I haven't heard that this happening this year. I mean, so if it doesn't happen and we keep getting these storms, we could have another record year. Yeah, and like I said before in the tropics, we're three weeks in officially, and we're now D. Yeah, right. (laughs) I thought it was B in the visit. D, and then C already in there, so that's... No, we haven't had any hurricanes, but no. that's going to change. Oh, yeah. Well, Dolores got close. <laughs> I wonder, I, I, yeah, I have not been paying too much attention on, on, on the sea temperatures. Have you? I have not. I know they are rising. Of course, that's kind of obvious. It's June. Right. Last yeah. year, I did pay a little bit more attention to them because I knew they were rising at an alarming rate early on. So and, and 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 that was apparent 
with the uh, tropical season we had. But, you know, every forecasting uh, organization that, that does the tropics are, again, they're, they're, they're anticipating a large amount of, of tropical Just a more active systems thing. this year. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's going to continue. We're in a cycle right now, and I, it's probably due to climate change, or it's just that cycle that happens every now and then that we're on an uptick of tropical development. I totally agree. And I mean, you know that it, it really does affect the southeastern portion of the United States, from you know New Orleans on up the eastern coast. With they oh, get yeah. tons of rain out of these things. Well, it's the same thing we were talking about with Claudette. I mean, it wasn't a a hurricane or anything, but man, it just is dumping rain all over the sure. place. Flash flood watch, war, war, warches, 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 huh? Yeah, I'm from Branson. I we're guess. talking Branson, not warches. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we had we had a gal. <laughs> I won't tell you where, but uh, she would go uh, tend to the wash. Yeah, you know I mean, hey, we're in Branson. That's that's what that's what these old old time folks do yep. around here. But anyway. right. Oh, hey, got any more in the, in other news? Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. That's actually. it. Well, we are going to. Well, Shara's not here, so next week she'll we'll have the babysitter back, and she will mm-hmm. um, uh, hopefully be back and have some more fun facts. That'll give her yeah. an extra week to get even more fun facts. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week. So, Corey, it's up to you. What is this week's Weather Word of the Week? The Weather Words of the Week are Orphan Anvil. Orphan Anvil. So, what is an Orphan Anvil? I'm glad you asked. Hmm. It's an anvil from a dissipated thunderstorm below which no other clouds remain. Wow. Which I think is actually kind of cool because you see an anvil on a mature thunderstorm. So you have all that updrafting is creating that anvil. Mm-hmm. But I guess when it collapses and the anvil is left, that's like kind of freaky. I think that'd be kind of weird. It is. There's there's a lot of s- cool scenarios that actually can happen mm-hmm. with a decaying thunderstorm. Yeah. Yes. Like we experienced one just last week with the crazy high wind warning. Exactly. That can happen. Transfer momentum mixed mm-hmm. down to the ground and bam, there you got that. You know, you just you never know what you're gonna get this time of year. It's pretty cool. Weather's cool. We are informative, you know? Yeah. Especially those tornadoes from last night. <laughs> I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. That's crazy. I bet you can find some cool video on YouTube. YouTube, right? You know, Facebook. I mean, the, yeah. we have social media. Yeah, YouTube. You know, speaking of YouTube, I need to start uploading some of our really, really cool time lapses. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you are, if you've been messing with it or not, but. You mean the Stormdar Meditation Series? Yes. I'm starting that. People the, tend the, to like the, that. The SMS. <sighs> Stormdar Meditation Series. Ooh. SMS, well, that's like Southwest Missouri State. Maybe SWMS. You know, that's, that's, that's what it used to be called. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's MS. MS what you we know. need to do is when we record those, we could whisper 
gently uh, uplifting messages as subliminal messages. You know, I could do that. that. Give us money. <laughs> Give us no, no, no. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Buy our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, we we appreciate all of our supporters and stuff, but uh... oh man. <laughs> I think we're about ready to go off the rails. You got anything else over there? <laughs> um, are we done? Well, I get we're close, getting close to done. I'm looking at a map here. You know, uh, Omaha, Arkansas, this morning got about four inches of rain. What? Yeah, Omaha, Arkansas. I'm looking at the the uh, observed rainfall here. You know, the red being four inches. Yeah. Between Branson and, and Harrison, we got an uptick of uh, Holy rainfall cow. down there this morning. Well, I saw we were under a flood advisory till like 1130. I didn't right? say that. Well, well, we're in the yellow on that map, which is two inches in some areas. We didn't get that here at the Stormdar headquarters. Huh, so. No, huh, he's got three quarter. But uh, yeah, they did issue a flood advisory now. The 24-hour temperature change as of 4 o'clock today. <laughs> uh, I bet that was wild. <laughs> just, uh, a 22-degree difference, which I figured it would be more, but, you know, I don't know what the high was yesterday, but... Like 93 or something? Yeah. I mean, it was... <clears throat> well, so that's about right. 22? 22 degrees. Yeah. Like maybe 95 or something. Yeah. And, that's I, about right. And... and I, I tried to, to do that in a post and say, you know, here's the wild thing. You know, the, the projected high today and the projected high the next day. But, you know, people are are starting to, you know, get their blankets out, their jacket. I mean, this is – it's kind of cool, actually. I mean, we turned all of my mom's heat off because it's the middle of June and we shouldn't have Just to en- do that. enjoy it. I know. It's not going to last. Oh, that's true. That's why I want to get out tomorrow and do something. I want to throw. This was a gift. It yeah. was a Father's Day gift. That's that's true. So Father's Day. You know, it's well, going to warm back up. Yeah. You know, I, my stepdaughter, Megan, called me, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, got a chance to talk to her a little bit. And you got all your kids. And oh, yeah. I hope everybody has had a nice Father's Day. I want to do a fire pit. It's time for a fire pit. I do that tonight. A, I do that in the fall. Well, it's fall tonight. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, tomorrow we need to plan because if you want to kayak out at Empire Park, I will be out there. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll, I've never we'll been talk over about there. That. I've never been kayaking over there. Ooh, well, you don't want to get too close to the spillway or you'll no, go right no. into Bull Shoals. I might. That might be fun. <laughs> I have to go get the car and drive down as to the Bull As long as you're Shoals. filming, I'll try it. <laughs> might want to get the drone out for that one. <laughs> That's true. I know. That's crazy. Oh, God, I think it's probably time to wrap this up. So, got anything else? Nope. Okay, well, let's put a bow on this. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our post to have us show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.